How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Evan Giddings is in for Daryl the Guru Johnson. We got an hour to go, and then it's officially the weekend, which means we're closer to the noon kickoff on Sunday. Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. We're having a lot of fun today just kind of looking ahead and, and talking about this game and what the factors may or may not be and which way you're leaning, etc. And it does feel like, while there may be an outlier or two in terms of thinking this may be a blowout, uh, I think we all assume, most of us, it's going to be a close game. Uh, let's go out to the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Brian Baldinger, courtesy of the Bud Light guest <laughs> line. Uh, I'll just tell you this. You know, I'm obviously working in San Francisco. I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, so this game's going to be a doozy for oh, me. Oh, wow. You played in Philly. Uh, you know, you, you watch games every weekend, but does this one... Does this one, like, more fun for you, or you, you get more into it almost? Yeah, I feel like... Uh, well, I'm into it. I'm totally into it. Um, you know, the fact that Philly's here and... You know, Philly fans are... I mean, I stayed here, Steiny. Yep. When I got done playing with the Eagles, I stayed in Philly. Because I've never seen a fan base like this. You know? And, like, I, I've been through championship losses and 76ers and Flyers and Phillies. I've been through it all, you know, as a fan. And so I, I know what these fans are like and how they live and die on this stuff. I saw them crying five years ago, Steiny, for six straight months out of, you know, just joy. Just pure joy of winning one. And it feels like they still haven't won one. They still feel disrespected. And, but I feel like we got the two best teams, Steiny. Like, I, you know, I, if it came down to the final drive, like, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, the way these two teams are playing and the way that they're constructed. No, Baldy, and that, that takes you to my, my question for you. For those that, that don't follow you on, on Baldy, I do want to let everyone know that you're a huge, you're an avid Shark Week aficionado. And, you know, when you're talking about who's the deadliest shark, well, it does it depend? Is it freshwater? Is it open seas? Is it a bull shark? Is it a great white? Like, how do you decide in a, in a matchup between San Francisco and Philadelphia where a lot of their, you know, their game plans, their styles are similar? How do you decide who you think is going to win the football game and where you fall in this matchup? Sam, I always go to the trenches in these matchups. You know, the Eagles were just so much better than the Giants last Sunday in the trenches. I mean, it was a beatdown, but it was pretty easily predictable, even though, you know, they had 
The Giants had played well in Minnesota the week before. I feel like the Eagles are, are better in the trenches than the 49ers. I mean, not because they have 70 sacks and five last week, 75 total. Not just because of that. Just the way they are. Like, just the way that they're built. Lane Johnson, Jordan Malata, Trav, you know, Jason Kelsey. I mean, you just go through the list of guys. They just look better to me in the trenches. That doesn't mean that the 49ers can't win the game. But if you ask me that question, like, where do I go to? I go right there. I go right inside the trenches and go, okay, if the Eagles are in a five-man defensive line and Javon Hargrave is one-on-one with Aaron Banks, who's going to win that matchup? You know, and so that's kind of how I break it down right now. Hassan Reddick on, you know, Mike McGlinchey. I don't know. Like, I, I'd have to favor Reddick in that matchup. So uh, that's kind of where I start. Doesn't mean that's where it's all going to come out. Sure. Brian Baldinger joining us on 95-7, the game. Uh, for a guy like me who watched last week's game, I thought the Dallas defense was was really good. Can you, you know, tell a guy like me what would, because I hear Philly's defense is good, like compare and contrast those two defenses, yeah. what to look for. Yeah, you know, you know, what I saw last week, Steiny, was I thought the speed of the Dallas defense really showed up against the 49ers. They scored one touchdown. I mean, look, they won the game. They scored one touchdown on a two-yard run by McCaffrey. But, you know, you saw a bunch, and to his credit, you saw a Brock Purdy, you know, just throw the ball away a bunch and being chased and harassed by, you know, Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence and some guys. And I thought that – and the Eagles' defense isn't – I don't think they're as fast as Dallas. The Eagles don't have anybody that approaches Micah Parsons' speed and closing speed uh, when a quarterback is flushed. But but they're more physical than Dallas. They're much better up front than they are. And I think their corners cover better than the Cowboys' corners cover. Uh, And so, like, if you said compare and contrast, I'd say Dallas is faster. But I think Philadelphia, their front, their pass rush is better. And I think their secondary is better than Dallas's. Well, well, that would lead me to believe, Baldy, that Kyle Shanahan is going to want to run the football early and often against this Philadelphia front. I know they tried to do it against Dallas. It didn't work in the first half, but they got it going in the second half. Do you expect a similar slugfest type of style from Shanahan and the 49ers, even though we've seen Brock Purdy be able to light it up through the air? Does it all start on the ground? That's how they got to win, right? I think it's a big part of it, Sam. You know, there's a great scene in last week's game towards the end of the second quarter before halftime. And Juice is sitting down with McCaffrey. And they got a tablet and a, you know, they got a telestrator there. And Juice is showing something to McCaffrey. And I felt like they they had things that they had to figure out. It's not a game plan thing, not even a coaching thing. Sometimes players got to figure things out. And I thought once... I saw that thing on the sideline. It, like, the third quarter, they looked like the 49ers running game. Like, they really started to pop. McCaffrey started getting some runs. Eli Mitchell started getting some runs. They started running the ball consecutive plays in a row. And I felt like they figured some things out. It might be something like that this week. But I, I'm with you, Sam. I think the way to slow this rush down is a variety of runs. And it could yeah. be Debo and fly sweeps. And, it, you know, it could be formations that we haven't seen with McCaffrey and Eli and and uh, and Debo, I mean, but I, I feel like that's where it's got to start for San Francisco on Sunday. Brian Baldinger joining us on 95-7 The Game. Let me ask you this, and you might say this is all a football, but if, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm thinking about the other side and I'm thinking they're going to try to stop our run, well, then you got you to gotta try to make them 
think you're going to run, yeah. but pass, right? right? Isn't that the way? Yeah, you know, like, look, aren't it, you it, trying to make a team think you're going to run when they think you're going to pass and vice versa? So the, the way the Eagles get around that, Steiny, honestly, is they, they're about the only team in the league. They play a five-man defensive front. And, you know, sometimes you play a five-man front to stop the run. they got a guy right on top of, uh, you know, your center. And so, uh, it, you know, it could, it could be a variety of different guys. But, I mean, that's kind of how they line up. They play one linebacker and a safety. Now, it's good if you've got five guys up front that can really key on stopping the run. But if you get past that front, you got a, you know, you've got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 190 pounds playing linebacker. I mean, you could get some big runs. In fact, you know, Saquon last week ripped off a 39-yard run, and they were just out of the gaps, and they got pierced. And it has happened this year. That's why they went to a five-man front, mm-hmm. because they were getting run on. Fletcher Cox is getting older. He's not playing the run quite like he used to. I'm not picking on Fletcher. But, um, you know, I mean, he's 12 years in this league. You know, he's seen his better days. So they, they went to a five-man front. They signed Indominus Sue. They signed, you know, different guys to kind of plug that middle because they knew it was a weakness. And so... I think that there's ways that you can get, whether it's you know outside zone or cutbacks or whatever, I think there's, there's lanes there that you can get created. Baldy, one thing we've been discussing today on the show is, is which quarterback has to do more for their team to win. I feel like it's Jalen Hurts just because of how important, like we've been talking about, the running game is for San Francisco. Do you see it the same way, or, or do you think that Brock Purdy needs to be great on Sunday if San Francisco wants to walk out of Lincoln Field with a win? Oh, I think if San Francisco wins the game, Sam, I'm going to, on you know, Monday morning at 5 a.m., I'm going to have six Brock Purdy throws that are sensational throws. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, you know, like even the one to Debo last week, or not to Debo, but to Kittle last week, the one-hander. I mean, you know, he's the third read in that progression right there. And now Kittle made a great catch. But, you know, he's going to have to make six. I'll call it a six-pack of Purdy throws that he's going to have to make to go on the road and beat this Eagles team. However, to answer your question, I mean, the, the one thing about both these quarterbacks, they don't turn the ball over. Like, they're very good. Brock Purdy's very, you know, he's very adroit at just throwing the ball away and getting to the next down. And really, the strength of Jalen Hurts this past year has been two things. One, he's a great deep ball thrower to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, whoever. And he is a great decision maker. And in that decision making, he turns the ball over very little. And we haven't seen Brock Purdy do a lot of that. So, you know, what defense can force the uh, the quarterback into the turnovers? Because let's face it, San Francisco, San, you guys won last week over Dallas because of the Dak interception. So it was came down to right. one was in the red zone where they took points off the board that led to a field goal, and you know the first interception you know led to a field goal. That was the difference in the game, and so that's what it's going to come down to: who can force the other quarterback into creating mistakes. Yeah. Hey, Baldy, thank you so much. As always, really appreciate it. And, uh, man, can't wait for this one. Likewise, Donnie. All right. I didn't know you were from Reading. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're going to, you know, if part of you says go birds right now. Not sure about that. Yeah, you're getting on me out here, Baldy, but I'm hanging tough. <laughs> okay. All right. Take All care, right, buddy. buddy. That's Brian Baldinger on the uh, Bud Light guest line. Brian Baldinger. Matt Steinmetz, Easy Sam Giddings with you on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Sam's new here. Simmer. Yeah, I appreciate you picking me up, Sam. You're a real team player. 
You know, Evan, uh, it's Evan Giddings. And, uh, By the way, I think you had a read after the Bud right. Light guest line. No, did I? Oh, yeah, Something I did. About yeah. That. Yeah. Hey, the road to Glendale, it's brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Uh, your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. By the way, coming up in 15 minutes. Sam Special. 15 minutes. Uh, Tony DeMarco. Yep. Who's Tony DeMarco? I know you. Tony DeMarco. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I went to college with him. He's from back east. He's from Hamilton, New Jersey. Blueberry capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And he's been a uh, season ticket holder for the Eagles for 45 years. Okay, when someone says that something yeah. is the capital of the world, okay. is that self-proclaimed or is that universally known? Hey, let me tell you something. Okay. What you don't know, Hamilton, New Jersey is, is bog country. Cranberries. Big there. Ocean spray, just to, and blueberries, too. Okay. I think it's something like that. He can tell us. You didn't answer the question. Okay. What was the question again? What, is it self-bestowed, the title of... Well, you know, we can ask Tony that. He's, he just texted me an hour ago, said, I'm from Hamilton, the blueberry capital of the world, not Haddonfield. They're 20 miles apart. Uh, Tony and I are great friends. Uh, we keep in touch, obviously. I know where he, he's from, and... Uh, yeah, we're going to have fun. Okay. Looking forward to it. <laughs> ah, let's go to Joe. Joe's in the city. He said he's feeling a little uh, little pessimistic. Oh, How come? Not on this show. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Yes, um, yeah, I think, the, 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 I think if you look at the running AI, we all know that uh, they want to run the ball, run the ball. But they... Uh, they've only in the two playoff games only had really one great run, which was um, McCaffrey against Seattle. They've been bottled up. Hmm. Seattle controlled the line of scrimmage until the middle of the third, both sides until the middle of the third quarter. Uh, Dallas was controlling at most of the game, and they've given up big. Continue every once a game, they give up a big bomb on the defense, and I think that's going to be the downfall. They would love, Kyle would love to run this like he ran against Minnesota and Green Bay a couple years ago. But when was the last time the 49ers showed this year that they've really been doing that? Even the game against the Raiders, they didn't really play all that great. And so I think, of course, they can win. I think Ayuk's going to have to win some 50-50 balls, like that ball again in the first quarter. He could have, should have made a better play on that. And Bosa's going to have to stand up. But this whole thing about the 49ers are going to go to run the ball down the pipes of uh, the Eagles. My spidey senses are tingling. That it's not going to happen. It's going to have to be Purdy. Fair enough. Thinking? Fair enough, Joe. I got to tell you, I uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge that. I mean, if you look at the postseason, you know, Seattle was kind. Of, Seattle was up at half, and the 49ers running game. In these two games, hasn't been as good as it's been under the regular season under Brock Purdy. But you kind of expect that because the competition's getting better. And in a way, it doesn't matter because they won both those games. But it's the kind of thing where if they run 26 times for 99 yards... That then, might be tough. Then we're going to say, huh, they just didn't run the you know the running game... You know, it was largely mitigated. And that's why I also feel like, well, one, Brock Purdy won't have a chance to turn the ball over three times because I don't think he'll throw enough. But I also don't think that he needs to be, it doesn't have to have an all-time performance because the, the 49ers are going to lo- win or lose this game. Like Baldy was saying, where he starts, what he's looking at 
is the line of scrimmage. Can they run the football? And defensively, can they stop Philadelphia from running the football? That's what both teams want to start with. They will play the pass off of the run. So if you're asking me, you know, does Christian McCaffrey have to have a big game? Maybe he doesn't, but Elijah Mitchell then does. Okay, so or maybe Debo Samuel does out of the backfield. Together, all three of them, that running back core, whoever gets the ball, has to be good against Philadelphia because they need to extend drives. They need to control time of possession, something that only, again, one team has done when Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. The Washington Commanders beat Philadelphia at home by controlling the clock for 41 minutes of the football game. I don't know if San Francisco needs to control it for that much, but it's got to be on the plus side, in my opinion, as well as the takeaway side, like Baldy was talking about, for them to have a chance to win the game. I I don't think it necessarily comes down to Brock versus Jalen. I think it comes down to who can run the ball better against these fronts that, quite frankly, have been the best in the NFC all season. You know, that's something that, that now that thought is in my head. And it is something that we've seen from Kyle Shanahan in the past. Uh, Debo Samuel, okay, let's let's use Mostert as an example back a few years back. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't run Mostert into the ground during the regular season. But then the playoffs came, and he needed Mostert to carry 32 times. And you know what? Mostert carried 32 times. Pretty sure it was 32, 32 or 29. Um, so w- what I'm getting at is you look at a player like Debo Samuel and – uh, you don't want to overuse him in the regular season. You don't want to too many. But we got two games left. So if you've got to run Debo Samuel 10 times Sunday to win, you can run him 10 times. And Kyle Shanahan will run him 10 times. That's the one thing. I think that's an ace up uh, Kyle Shanahan sleeve that, that uh, you can't discount because I mean, heck, there are, there are what, five 49er offensive players who, on any given day, could kind of carry you. And that's why Debo Samuel wanted the 20-plus million dollars, is because he knew that on a game like Sunday, he might have to carry the ball 10 to 15 times. He might also have to catch the ball five to ten times. He might be the go-to guy against Philadelphia. He also might not get the ball at all. That's why this offense is so dynamic is because they have different ways to beat you. So does Philly. Now, one thing that uh, our last caller brought up was the fact that Seattle was able to, you know, outside of one big McCaffrey run, win at the line of scrimmage. Dallas did too. Well, one thing they also did, they had big games from their top receivers. DK Metcalf had two touchdowns and 150 yards. And C.D. Lamb had a buck twenty and thirteen. You know, he had a big game. So I'm looking at Philadelphia, and they got pretty two damn good wideouts on their side with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Like those guys are going to also factor into this football game, and why I think that San Francisco again has to be able to put. Jalen Hurts in pass first situations they have to win on first down because if the Eagles had the option to throw or run then it might get a little dicey and the same can be said about San Francisco they did not win on first down against Dallas in the first half they did in the second half and to me that's why they're able to create an eight minute drive like they did in the fourth quarter they have to win they they cannot put themselves behind the sticks and that's also how Brock Purdy I think is going to be allowed to be good on third down because if he's third and 10 plus 
then it's going to be asking a lot for Brandon Ayuk to create that separation the call was talking about against you know two of the best cover corners in the league. But if it's third and six, if it's third and five, then Debo Samuel out of the backfield. Then Christian McCaffrey maybe in the slot. Then you might see George Kittle up the middle. Then you might see Brandon Ayuk on the outside. Like when Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy have a, a diverse situation, then they can be successful. But I also just don't know how many chances they'll have to do that. Yeah. Let's go to uh let's go to Chris. Chris in San Bernardino wants to know, uh well, I'll let him uh talk for himself. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Good afternoon, you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, um, so I listen to WIP a lot. Um, and Joe, to Cameron. That's in Philadelphia, John, for those James. out here that don't know. Head it, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, they, they sound real, real confident uh, based off that, that win that they beat the Giants last week. And they sound even more confident this week that they are sure to get the W against you guys. Um, I'm just, I'm just wondering why, why is it that it sounds like just a vibe or just the, you know, the energy I get from listening to you guys, you guys sound a, a little bit scared of Philadelphia and I was just wondering why. I mean, if, if you guys put a little bit of pressure, like, uh, Miami did against, uh, John. Why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Challenge? Um, Hertz, Hertz is easily flustered. You know, Hertz is the weakest link in the, in the offense. Um, so I was just wanting to know why you guys are scared to uh, play Philly. That's a bold statement, Chris. I mean, I'm the, the one about Jalen Hurts. No, no, no. Okay, so I don't get scared about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you root look, for both I, sides. I think. Uh, why would a 49er fan be nervous? Well, a 49er fan would be nervous because this is the best team they've they've they faced since Kansas City. And what's on the simple. what's on the line 
a trip to the Super Bowl. Like that that to me is more why there would be nerves. And that's why there'll be nerves out on the field. But I will say this. The fact that Philadelphia wasn't tested against the Giants, I do think opens an opportunity early for San Francisco to punch them in the mouth the way that coming off a Seattle game in which San Francisco was not tested at home, Dallas did that in the first half to them. The difference was, of course, Dak Prescott threw two picks in the first half. Dallas controlled the first, you know, 30 minutes of that football game. San Francisco held serve. So if they can jump on Philly the way that I, I thought Dallas did it, you know, as good of a job as they could to jump on San Francisco, because Philly's, you know, they're, they're kind of fat cats right now. Like they, they smoked the Giants. They did not see anything that tested them in that football game. San Francisco offers a lot that will test them on Sunday. Football Friday is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Also, this segment brought to you by Pfizer on the other side. He's got to come on. He's the biggest Philadelphia Eagle fan I know. Season ticket holder for 45 years. The great Tony DeMarco. Stick around. Sam, I always go to the trenches. <laughs> now, back to Stani and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, before we go out to the uh, Bud Light guest line from the 510, hey, Stani and E, uh, my kids Adrian and Julian are turning eight tomorrow. They're big fans of 95.7 The Game, especially Stani and Guru. Can you give them a birthday shout-out? Absolutely. Happy birthday, Adrian and Julian, and make sure mom and dad don't stiff you on any gifts this year. Well, hopefully the 49ers get him a victory. That'd be the perfect birthday present. If he's a Niner fan. My right. parents off the hook. Let's head out to the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Tony DeMarco, my friend, he's an Eagle fan. I'm calling you an Eagle uh, season ticket holder for 45 years. Is that accurate? It, it goes back longer than that, Matt. It goes back to my dad sitting in Franklin Field in 48 and 49 for Steve Van Buren and in 60 with Norm Van Brocklin and it goes back, I don't know, 60 years, 70 years? Man, okay. So I, I, I didn't even realize that, buddy. So here's, what, here's what's going on. We got some, we got some uh, fans out here that are categor- categorizing Eagle fans as, as arrogant. Uh, they're front runners and that they give up on their teams. And one thing I heard is at the, at the Eagles opener this year, there was a let's go Sixers chant just because they were behind. Can you, can you address this? I, I'll address a couple of other things. I, I, I don't think arrogance is the right word. We are, uh, we are energetic. We want to win. And I think, we are, uh, I think we are incredibly passionate. And we are very, this is what you guys don't know. We are very intelligent fans. We don't get, we get a bad rep in the national press. But uh, this, is a, this is a knowledgeable crowd. This isn't like the Bay Area or especially L.A. where everybody leaves early. People stay in Philly. People stay to the last, to the last the minute of the game. So they, they but, but they also the, apparently uh, they, they cheer when a, when a guy gets hurt, like a Michael Irvin back in the day. No. I, I, I cheered. I'm, I have to make an admission. And I think I'm a, a pretty classy guy, Matt, but I cheered when Irvin went down. I, 
You, do, you, for, do you remember how irritant, what an irritant Michael Irvin was and how those days of Buddy Ryan and Jimmy Johnson, he was, he was in, you know, we all hated Michael, let's be clear. I didn't want him to be hurt. I want, but when he was lying down there, there were a, a good minute or two when you cheered because he was down. When you realized he was hurt, you backed off a little bit. But I did cheer when he went down. Does that make me a bad guy? No. Okay, so Tony, uh, we had the great Dick Vermeil on yesterday. He described Philadelphia Eagles fans as being with you, win or tie, right? So, do you have? Of course, you got a, a long list of memories in Philadelphia. Going back to your father, do you feel like there is an experience or a situation that you could use to, you know, explain to people out here just how Philadelphia Eagles fans are during a game? Okay, I. Uh, you know what? You know what I'm remembering right now is that '89 game when Montana. There's not much of a long series history between the Eagles and the 49ers, but in 1989, Randall Cunningham on a hot young Eagles team took a 28 nothing of lead. 28-10. It was a massive lead, and Montana comes in. And he threw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Correct. I was in the upper in the 700 level that day. Um, I was screaming because I loved that Buddy Ryan team and Joe. We were all we were all traumatized, and um, we didn't boo Joe. We were we respected his greatness, and but we were all. Um, that was a difficult day, and it lingers with me to this day, those four touchdowns. That was an incredible performance by Montana. It was. I was at that game, too, Tony. I was before I even uh, even moved out. All right, last one for you, buddy. We got a lot of people Go. from the Bay Area who are going to be out in Philly for this game. They're probably going to have their 49er jerseys. And there's this stigma of, like, be careful, be careful. Yeah, I, wear, I would not wear that, that whatever is it, maroon? Whatever that color red, I would not wear it. Come on. People are going to be sauced up, Matt. People are going to be sauced up. People are going to be drinking. And there is a there is an element that I'd be, it's not as bad as old veteran stadium, but there's certainly an element that uh, is not scared to throw it down. I'm, so, I'm not proud of that group. That I found that repulsive. Actually, so, there are so a guy with a there are guys. I'd be nervous. Got to be wearing a guy with a percent. Well, a guy with a Montana jersey coming in, minding his own business. It depends where he's at. Gotcha. I think in the club level or lower level, I think he'd be okay. Be booed. I think in the upper upper levels of the link. Woof, even without any instigation yeah. from the San Francisco side, just the mere presence, the mere scarlet yeah. red being in the section. I, I, I think it would be okay. If it was a Cowboy star, they're going down. <laughs> and it's going to get really, really ugly. If it's a, you know, I think they'll be okay in that upper level. <laughs> They're going to get a lot of taunts. They may have some things thrown at them, but I think they'll be okay. <laughs> Tony, great talking to you, my man. Really appreciate it. I know you're going Sunday. Have fun, man. Thank you, guys. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's Tony DeMarco. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, Shasky and Bonte are on the yeah, you third level. Cut that up hopefully they the got nosebleeds. No, no, I, they, they got to be close down to the field, right? Why? Well, it's just, I don't know how they roll. I, I, it feels like that, that's the kind of how they 
you know. How do they, uh, how do they roll? I don't well, know how they roll. Well, actually, well, Sh- Shasky's tickets at Levi's, I believe, are in the upper deck. Not like 227. The, t- the tallest okay. level. But. 227. Also, uh, I was I was listening this morning, and he they did the simulcast with WIP, and he told okay. they told uh, they told all of Philly where they're going to be sitting. Section yeah. one sixteen. And what did the what did the people what did the guys on WIP say about like safety, et cetera? Pretty much said they don't want to be associated with murder. <laughs> wow. Just by having the guys tell the entire Philly audience where they're gonna be sitting. And first of all, let me tell you something about Tony DeMarco. He wasn't trivializing fan violence. I think he was actually saying well, unless it was that Michael Irvin. <laughs> I mean he acknowledged that. Uh, let's go to John <laughs> and Castro. He's a Niner fan. He's not scared, dog. What's going on, John? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Yeah, there's no fear here, man. Of course. You know, uh, Philly fans, you know, I, I don't know what they're all about, but it don't matter because there's going to be plenty of red in Philly. And let me tell you, the people that are going to this game, you know, they're not just your uh, Peninsula, you know, uh, posh people. We got people from East San Jose. We got people from the East Bay. We got people from the North Bay. But here's the deal. Look. So I got a couple friends already over there, and uh, guess what? The Rocky statue, he's wearing a Niner jersey. Did you guys know that? Uh, I saw a photo yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, something overnight. saw a photo. Thanks Fo- for the call, Joe. Photoshop, John. right? I don't know. The stage. That's, everybody does that. Okay, so what would be the Philly equivalent? Like what? What? I mean, they, they got a lot of stuff out here, I guess, they could uh, uh, face. Uh, but I don't know, putting a uh, Philly jersey on... Cable car? I don't know. It, all right. I, don't know. I, I know. I know you're from the area. Yeah. It is funny to me that the most symbolic sports figure from the city of Philadelphia is no, fictional. That's not true. First of all, he's not fictional. He's Sylvester Stallone. Rocky Balboa is he's, not fictional. He's real. Stallone. Ah! He's from Philly. Let me tell Rocky you. Rocky Balboa is closer can to I, being uh, real than Rocky. Can I make a clarification? Yeah, sure. It, go wear if anybody going to the game, wear what you want to wear. If you want to wear a Forty Nine er shirt, wear one. Just be respectful. Like you're like you like you'd want somebody to be coming to the Levi Stadium. It's no different. See, this is why I don't think it's different. I really don't. Eagle fan walks through Levi Stadium and he's got a smile on his face and he's not being vindictive or antagonizing. Nothing's gonna happen. Please. I, I can't pass judgment because I've never been to a game in Philly, but I have been to a game in New England. And up until the Patriots were smoking the team that I was there to watch, uh, people were not not physical, but if I'd given them a reason to, they absolutely would have done something to me. Whether it's pouring a beer, kicking you when you're in the urinal, you know, some something cheap. Because at the end of the day, and this is really the, the butt of the reason behind every home field crowd feeling like they can do whatever they want, because there's more of them than the other team's fans. There's going to be significantly more green in Lincoln than there is going to be red. And so, I, I mean, I, I hope Bonte and Butch and, and the morning guys have a fantastic time in Philadelphia. In the words of Stephen A., you better be careful. It's a great city. It's a great city. No doubt about it. It is. You can have a lot of fun there. You have a lot of fun there. Unbelievable diversity. Unbelievable history. Actually, I take that back. I oh. have been to Philly. It was a hazy night. IPA? Something like that. <laughs> what? Uh, you, so, remember I was talking about the Tour de Pine earlier? Yeah. Yeah, that was in Philly. Oh. I remember getting there. 
I woke up in Princeton. You remember getting there? Yeah, I woke up in Princeton. Right. Did you really? Okay, yeah. Chance. Yikes. I can hear you, Lucas. It was a good just night. In case. Uh, didn't know that the mic came on. Uh, it'd be like dropping a banner from the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, some, something like that, for sure. Uh, I've been to Green Bay last year. The fans are nice. Nothing's going to happen in Philly. I, you're right. I hope not. I mean, hopefully they have a great time and win-loss. People are respectful and... It's all well and good fun. I mean, there's going to be some trash talk. That's just what people do. See, this is... It, but... 415's got it nailed. Hmm. I was in Philly in the summer of 08 wearing a Giants hat to a Phillies game. I caught no <laughs> hands, but I did catch a phone number of a Philly girl. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's uh, what I'm talking about. New York or San Francisco Giants? I'm assuming it's... Yeah, I think it's San Francisco. Okay, I would, I would bet it's a four one five on the uh, Xfinity Mobile text line. All right, uh, give me your prediction. Prediction for the game? Yep. Well, did we give him earlier? We did, but it's okay. our audience, so I might change it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I think I got. I think I got Niners and Niners twenty six twenty. Oh, you just flipped the team from exactly. the beginning. Oh well, no, I'll stick with no, what it. No, it sucks because I feel uh, like I have been propping up. I've been doing my best, okay, to try and give people confidence, hope, whatever they're feeling. I'm trying to amplify it at this point, but I do think that if the Niners are 98 percent out of 100, the Eagles are 99, and I, I think it comes down to a low-scoring game in which Philly is able to win by. I think it'll be a three-point game. I'll say 21-18. I think Philadelphia wins. All right. I used, that's what your prediction earlier, 18. So you think... My prediction uh, also is that whoever wins this football game is going to win the Super Bowl. So should the Niners get past the Eagles, I think they're beating whoever comes out of the AFC. How about somebody saying... We're talking about... Uh, the. Uh, 49er fans put a Niners jersey on the Rocky statue in Philadelphia. The real Rocky. Uh, somebody, uh, the 650... I'm sorry, the 510 <laughs> says... Uh, be like putting a, an Eagle jersey on Juan Marichal statue. How about the Willie Mays statue? Oh, That's yeah. what it would be. Yeah. The Willie Mays statue. Right there on Third and King. Putting an Eagles, uh, putting an Eagles shirt on that. That would be the, uh, that'd be the equivalent. Yeah, put a Randall Cunningham shirt right there on Willie Mays. Something like that. You know what I didn't realize? Mm. Uh, Jalen Hurts had thirteen rushing touchdowns. He did. That's a lot. He only threw for twenty-one though, Steiny. Twenty-two, I thought. That's. That's okay. Twenty one and six. Yeah, Brock threw for thirteen regular season. Mm-hmm. How many run for? One, I believe. Man. It's less than thirteen. Can he keep it up? Can Brock Purdy keep it up? Does he have another game in him where he's just really solid? He won a game going nineteen for twenty nine with no scores. I don't think he has to good- I mean, are you saying those numbers are completely pedestrian? No, I'm just saying he doesn't have to be spectacular. Well, I think he's got to be a little better than that. He's got to be good in the gimme spots. Like, like actually, I think Baldy laid it out perfectly earlier. He's got to, like, if you're looking at a Niners win, there are going to be five or six throws that you look at and say, I, that was damn good. I agree. But if you only have to make five or six throws, it's just what you got to have it. And that's where Brock Purdy, to his credit, I think he has been pretty good, especially in second halves of games. When they've had to have it, he has delivered. Or he's no one to throw it away. He's absolutely... I mean, he's been... Kenny Rogers. He's, I mean, you know, you hate to say perfect, but he hasn't made... 
I know it could have been this and there could have been that, but he, you, you cannot have asked him to play any better than what he's played. And, you know, I'm thinking just, okay, if, if Brock Purdy, so he was 19 for 29 for how many yards against uh, Dallas? Do you remember against, offhand? Against Dallas? Yeah. Uh, 214. 19 for 29 for 214. Here's what I think is the beauty of the Niners. If you told me that's what he's going to get for this game against the Eagles, I would not necessarily say, oh, they're going to lose then. Yeah. Because they might run for three touchdowns. And as long as it's like 0-0 zero, zero, to me, no touchdowns, no picks, while that's not the way you want it, I think 49ers can still win that way. Just don't give me the 0-1 or the 0-2 or the 1-2. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And it it's oversimplified, but whoever wins the turnover battle, I think, wins this game. I do think that Philadelphia has enough firepower because they can they they've been able to move the ball through the air against better defenses than than the Niners have, I from what I've seen. I do think they are more likely to be able to come from behind than San Francisco is. But I do think, and J.D. mentioned it, the beginning of this football game is going to be very important for San Francisco because I I, I don't know if Brock Purdy could come back from down 10 on the road against this Eagles team. He did it against Las Vegas, but this is an entirely different beast. So I, And in fact, because of that, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Shanahan do something like Take the ball first if they win the coin flip hmm. because he wants to get on the board first and play from ahead. Man, that that to me, I'd find that very interesting. Belichickian. I'd find that very interesting because that then then you're flirting with why would you change something you've been doing all year? Well, they, I mean, they didn't. I know. I think Dallas won won the coin flip, but they didn't have the ball first out of the break. I, I just feel like, and look, you could say, okay, well, that's great. You know, we, we defend down the stretch of the first half. Our defense is good enough to get a stop, first possession, third quarter, and then our offense gets rolling no matter what. So, you know, for, for Shanahan, I believe that he is going to play this game. It's gonna, I think it's going to look conservative, but in his mind, it's because he believes his process is good enough to beat Philadelphia. Let me ask you this. You know, the first the first plays are scripted. Yeah. So in theory, it doesn't matter. Twenty four. I'm going to assume that doesn't matter whether they won the toss or didn't. What's a 49ers first series look like? Ideally, no. Like, what do you actually think he's calling? Uh, six of the first nine or ten plays go to number twenty three, Christian McCaffrey. How many on the ground? How many versus uh, versus how many in the air? Well, and that's that's where they can get creative. And See, that's, this is where. I, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was going to say ideally it's a split. I mean, ideally it's you know four four rushes, three passes, vice versa. But I think it starts with Christian McCaffrey because Philly's got to prove first, like Dallas did, that they can stop whatever McCaffrey's bringing to the table. Then. Because if you can't, then they're just going to stick with it, run the ball down your throat. Then if 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 you can beat Kyle Shanahan's first punch or avoid it, then he's got to go and try and move the ball through the air. I mean, there's there's something about Shanahan where, and maybe this is why he's a great great coach. Is part of me thinks that sometimes he, he overthinks stuff, but there's a very legitimate case for saying. Okay, we're in Philly. They are going to be 
you know, the fans are going to be up. Defense, their defense is going to be wound up. Uh, they they're going to they think they can rattle Brock. So they think we're just going to run the ball to start because they think that we might be a little worried about Purdy putting Purdy, and that's when you say, you know, what, let's throw the first five downs. Let's just throw the first five downs. Just see, you know what I mean? Like, who's to say that would be? Either the right or the wrong thing to do. That to me would be Kyle Shanahan trying, I don't know about getting cute, but overthinking things because Philadelphia has the number one pass defense in the NFL. And if you're trying to outsmart people, then you would say, all right, we're going to throw it, you know, 40 times today because they're not going to be expecting that. They're going to stack the box. And early, we want to try and beat them through the air. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to try and remake the wheel in this game. I think he's going to try and do what has gotten him to this point, which is a heavy dose of running the football and Brock Purdy being good enough on third down or in you know second in short situations, not playing from behind the sticks, to methodically move the ball down the football field, take the points when they come, and at the end of the day, look up at the scoreboard and see you have more than the other team. That's how I feel. That's all they got to do. That's all they got to do. I think. Um, how much we got here? 60 seconds. Look at this. This is weird. Where it's are just, you watching the game? Uh, my buddy Dana's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, this is just really weird and random, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. So we're talking. So the, the 49er fans who are in Philly, they put a 49er jersey on the Rocky statue. Yeah, it's cool. It's funny. You know, it's whatever. It's cool. Yeah. No, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. And we said, what would be the equivalent here? And well, how about on putting a. Eagles jersey on Willie Mays. I was like, yeah, that'd be good. Somebody said putting a, a f- Eagles jersey on the Dwight Clark statue. And you know what? I was like, eh, it feels a little more disrespectful than Willie Mays. I don't know why. Well, Willie Mays is the, I mean, he's, he is the Bay Area. Like, But that, it's also been a much longer time since statue. he's passed. And... I don't know. Just, we don't have, so we don't have to end on that note. Has passed. We don't have to end on that note. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something, everybody. I can't wait to talk about this one on Monday. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Has all the makings for a playoff classic. San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, noon Sunday. Sam, I always go to the trenches. Well, I've seen enough. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, 
whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.